Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, to this issue 56 of DC Primetime uh, from the Showcast Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck. Welcome, Primers. This is issue 64. We're <laughs> going to do this whole dueling thing because we realized our amount of specials at this point have completely skewed everything so hard. Uh, but yes, anyway, I'm Rob Martin from the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. You had me confused. I was thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. I just did the intro. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our 56th issue of the the primary podcast, but with our, you know, our um, supplemental, our, an, our supplemental, <laughs> you know, our annuals and our Silver Age and all the fun stuff we do in between. Yeah, this is the 64th podcast that we have done for this. Um, uh, so, and it's probably going to be as we Rob and I were just talking about. It, it, it might be like 25, 30 splinters by the time we hit the hundredth episode of. Of uh, of DC primetime, so by the time we hit the hundredth episode, it might be like the hundred and thirtieth podcast we've done for this. Ooh. We'll stop numbering things, and then we can try to hit two milestone at once: a hundred and fiftieth episode and a hundredth episode all at the same time. How's that going? <laughs> How's that going to work? We can just change things. We can be like, we can do it. We can call every episode a special just for a short period of time. There you go. That, 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 yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, or we like, ep- or do a Marvel. This is episode, you know, fifty six point one. That's, and, no. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this is issue fifty seven, supplement A. Uh-huh. We'll figure something out. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but a very relatively short and sweet podcast this week, as we only have two shows to talk about. Uh, the first being the season finale of Legends of Tomorrow, and then of course what we hope is the season finale of Powerless. Uh, and it's not. So we still have a couple more episodes of Powerless to go. Three. Uh, yeah. Oh, three. thank God. Only three. <laughs> what a change of events in that, like, about two or three weeks ago, we were raving about this show. And all of a sudden, from the past two weeks of this show, we're like, oh, God, can we just put it out of its misery already? So, yeah. Where's Gotham when we need it? Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) Who thought we'd say that again? I I Um, know. (laughs) Uh, But a little bit of news we're going to cover at the end. Of course, Rob will do his regular news. We got our recommendations. And I'll recap a little bit of my time at Great Philadelphia Comic Con yesterday. Uh, Well, which would be Saturday at the time we're recording this. At the time you're listening to this, at least two days ago. Uh, but I have prizes in hand as well that will be going out to our winners of the DC Mime, DC Meme contest that we had a couple weeks ago. And I think probably in the next couple weeks over the summer, we'll start thinking about our next contest as well. Because I really – yeah, I, I was going to say I really wanted you to finish the mistake and we could have the DC Mime contest. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you just simply record yourself doing an impression of a DC Mime, which means we're just getting a bunch of empty audio. 
<laughs> or I was like, I really like, I really love the crickets in the back background of that last video. That just pushed it over the edge. <laughs> and man, if our listeners could find a clever way to do something like that, uh, it would be hysterical. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next week, a short note, uh, instead of recording something on Sunday, as we usually do, since next Sunday, Easter, we will be pushing that recording back to Monday. Uh, we'll be recording Monday evening and posting on Tuesday. So rather than hearing it Monday morning, you'll be hearing it Tuesday morning. And I think since all the shows are on break or have ended with the exception of Powerless, uh, which won't take us very long to recap, we are going to use next week to do a short review of uh, Teen Titans Judas. Um, Judas Contract. Yep. So Rob and I will both be watching that over the week and give you guys a little bit of time to watch that as well. Indeed. Uh, let's jump into things and hit the bullet points for these two shows. Starting off first, man, this is going to be two opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, first with Legends of Tomorrow season finale, season two, episode 17, Sidekick Hero or Legend? You get to go first on this one. Oh, God, it's a legend. I gave it a hero. Really? Well, okay. Yes, I did. I, I can see in relation to last week how That's it, the problem. <laughs> how it can get a hero compared to last week. I still think it was a very strong finale. But you're a, right. But you're right. Compared to Doom World last the week before, man, oh man, it, Doom World is still stand out as my favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's it's just that whole idea that they was. It's, I think. I actually followed my wife's train of thought on this one. She's like, man, they started up like at the top of the mountain last week. And like when they came in, you're like, we're going to Groundhog's Day most of the ending. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I didn't really think of it that way. And uh, I, I kind of hold finales in the highest standards. So I, I, I had to really kind of kind of tear this one apart and see where I stood. I, and I seriously ended a hero. So, OK, it's understandable. Uh, and then, of course, we have Powerless Season 1. It's tricky because it's technically Episode 8, but it aired in the Episode 7 spot. So um, we're gonna just going to call it Episode 7 because that's, in, in the grand scheme of things, that's the seventh episode that aired. Uh, but I'll let you go first on this one, Sidekick Hero or Legend. Sidekick. 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 Okay. Uh, uh, and, and sidekick, I'm going to rate the next four episodes of right now. That's I'm looking into the future, <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what I see for this show. Okay, uh, and I am going. Uh, I'm going hero, but I'm going very low hero. Uh, I don't think it was deserving of the sidekick as of yet, but it's it's it is pretty close. So uh, on to the secret origins portion where we discuss the. Uh, the shows and break them down a little bit. Let's let's just knock Powerless out of the way because I don't want to yes. end on a low note between these two shows that we're talking about. I'd rather end on a high. Um, this was again technically se te seventh episode that aired. Technically episode eight because uh, these NBC has got to get their their shit together when it comes to this show. And you made the the point too with them mixing episodes and not airing episodes when they should. It, it kind of feels like this show is already on a dying leg. Yeah, um, I, I think, again, like, it, it, they tried a little bit this week uh, with that whole DC tie-in, but, like, we basically got a bottle episode, which feels like every episode, um, where they, they're not willing to go outside of the norm. We've seen them do it just a handful of times so far, and I think we can safely say there have been three actual real good episodes of the show. It was the Sinking Day episode. 
the cold villain episode, which was actually, you know, it's only two really strong episodes, I think, come to think of it, because it's the cold day episode was Emily dates a, a henchman at the same time. Um, no, no, so, yeah. they were two separate episodes. Oh, were they? Okay, Emily so dates episodes. a henchman and then cold season were two, uh, were cold two different episodes. Yeah, so so three episodes, uh, and that's I think the best the show's ever gonna get. It feels like that's the best the show's ever gonna get. Um, I still haven't seen anything to show us that this show is going to be any different going forward. Um, there's still no characters that you feel like you can relate to at all, which is kind of a staple of any kind of sitcom. Um, every one of them just feels like a character, and that's all they are. So I think that's the biggest problem the show has right now. I mean, they, they attempted to do something interesting with Dr. Psycho this week, but they didn't really do anything with it. Like, I thought it was potentially starting off strong, and then it just went nowhere real fast. It was a, the lingering mention of Dr. Psycho and a mention of uh, Star Labs, and that was it. That's really all we got again, and they really need to take advantage of this as this show is going to be any different than a workplace sitcom. Yeah. Uh, well, the synopsis of the episode, since I, I kind of skipped over that a little bit, was uh, the, the title of the episode was Emergency Punch-Up. The team gears up to leave a company retreat um, when supervillain Dr. Psycho, as you had mentioned, releases a toxic gas in, Char- gas in Charm City. Emily does her best to make the most of a terrible situation. I, I mean, I kind of understand that this is a, it's a show that's set in the DC universe, and I kind of understand how they want to focus on the characters and they want to make the DC element of the show kind of like a background element. But it still needs to be incorporated. I mean, that doesn't mean to just completely wipe it out of everything. As we mentioned last week, this was one of of those episodes where we didn't feel the DC presence at all, with the exception of like the the news conference in the beginning that said that um, uh, What's-Her-Face was leaving. Uh, leaving the, leaving the city, and that's all we got of the DC reference. In this one, uh, again, we got a slight DC reference of you know Doctor Psycho, but that was it. Yeah, uh, I mean, what happened to this show being about a group of people that were set to like you know these were the background people of like making these inventions and everything. At least the first couple episodes that weren't that great still had that incorporated into it. Yeah, and uh, you know what? It's kind of funny, too, because I'm kind of now curious as well about something else. If we found a way to look into the future, because it was funny. When I was on even IGN earlier this week and looked at the episode review that they did, the episode that they reviewed is not even the episode we're talking about. It's probably the one that's supposed to air this week. Yeah, and... I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, and that's what um, I, I mean. Again, it, like I had mentioned, the episodes are completely out of order. They're airing out of order. This week's episode seven, which is the episode that should have aired this week, but is now ep- airing uh, this current week, this coming week. Uh, Emily has to put up a fight to get her own office. She challenges Van to a competition. Meanwhile, after Teddy's life is saved by Green Fury, he goes to great lengths to see her again. Which, I mean, IGN, you got to imagine, like, a big corporation like IGN uh, or a big entity like IGN, like, they're getting screeners sent to them by NBC. So they're reviewing them in the order that they're supposed to have aired. Yeah. We're, we're reviewing as they air. And NBC's not living up to the schedule they initially committed to with this um, show. <clears throat> well, actually, you know what? I, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of funny because I'm skimming through – most of the comment sections right now currently on IGN. Some of the people out there saw this this episode, 
some people saw next week's episode. So, because there's people going through the comment section, I'm like, uh, this episode didn't air yet. And then there's some people that are saying, um, this was actually a really fantastic episode. So, <laughs> I don't know what happened. So, if we're reviewing an episode you haven't saw, don't worry. <laughs> I don't see how that's possible, though. NBC is a nationally syndicated station. Like, I don't see how they could air one episode in one part of the country and another episode in another. They they broadcast from one studio, from yeah. one location. I think these are just people that actually legitimately like this episode. Okay, so I, I got to read this just because it shows my confusion that's happening in my brain that somebody else is dealing with. So this is weird. This week I watched the episode with the company Retreat and Dr. Psycho, but most of the reviews and people watched the one with Green Fury. This is a head scratcher. Did different time zones get different episodes? And then the next comment, me too. The episode guide said the one that we saw with was with the Retreat with the gas attack uh, was last night, and Green Fury is next week. And then the this continued on and said, well, I just watched the Green Fury episode. I didn't even know there was a Doctor uh, Doctor Psycho episode. I guess that's next week for us? Oh. Question mark. So, yeah, something got screwed up somewhere. So we apparently got to watch the bad episode <laughs> where everybody else got to watch the episode that was fun. I mean, so. that's kind of hopeful <laughs> for us for, next, for this coming week. If everybody loved the Green Fury episode, maybe the show will come back on an upswing this week. Maybe it'll get the brand new coveted Lazarus. I highly doubt it. But... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, if everybody's saying that episode is great, then I, I'm I'm, ho I'm holding out a little bit of hope that the show could be revived for the last three episodes. But um, I mean, to, for for the network to screw up with this, I didn't even think about time zones. To be completely honest with you, um, so I, I forgot that there are multiple episodes. They do air multiple times throughout the night because of time zones. So. Something in the programming got screwed up at NBC, if that's the case. Yeah, but that more than likely means that we can go to our store, we get all of our shows, and catch the episode that also aired this week. God damn it. So there is going to be two episode sevens of this show. No episode eight, because no one's going to be really sure what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so no, no freaking clue. Uh, but yeah, I, I will say, if you did get to watch the uh, episode that was supposed to air, which is the Green Fury episode, congratulations, you probably enjoyed the show and it probably was not a sidekick. <laughs> if you did get to watch the episode that we watched, which is the Company Retreat episode, um, feel sad. Just feel sad. <laughs> um, Excuse me. So yeah, if you tuned in, then just remember, you can take off our list next week. You just don't even need to watch it. Nope. Uh, I, I am looking at the – there are screenshots of Powerless, uh, of the of Green Fury from Powerless. So obviously this has aired in some points because people are – did grab screenshots of what she looks like. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, it's, that's really weird. Like, I don't – I don't know. And apparently they have little green arrow archery kits that they use for a duel in the episode, all this stuff. So we're just kind of just wishing we got to see yeah. this episode now. I, We're not I, reviewing the crappy one. We're just wishing we saw the other. But now here's the question that is really kind of worrisome to me now is if NBC – if this is a flub on NBC's part and they try and correct this and they correct this wrong and we get the same episode twice. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's uh, that's really bad. Um, yeah. Hopefully they, they got their shit together and they realized like, okay, this is the area that got this episode. This is the area that got this episode. We got to reverse these. Let's make sure these people get this episode. Let's get make sure these people get this episode. So, 
Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of something like this happening before. Yeah, that this is a new one for me. This is definitely a new one. So uh, I apologize because we can't really even kind of – I feel bad. <laughs> we basically just gave you a look into our crystal ball and what, where we're watching shows that haven't aired yet, technically. But God damn it, Chad. Ah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, the Dr. Psycho episode, uh, I will say, it's just not fun. Uh, there's no good jokes, no no good lines. Um, they, yeah, there is nothing redeemable in my brain about this episode for the majority of it at all. So, yeah. yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it yet, we apologize yeah, ahead yeah. of time. So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know what to do or say at this point. Yeah, me neither. Uh, let's just move on. Uh, and talk about the Legends of Tomorrow Season 2 finale, uh, titled Aruba Season 2, Episode 17. When a massive timequake rocks the ship while the Legends are preparing for their next destination, they must break a cardinal rule of time travel. So, I mean, as we mentioned earlier on, I, I still gave this a legend because I thought it was a really good finale. But when you compare it in tone and likeness to Doom World the week before, it doesn't live up. Doom World is probably in the, and I think I said this last week too, in the two seasons of this show, probably my favorite episode this series has seen. Yeah, I, I mean, everything about Doom World was phenomenal. It was so much fun to watch, and there was not a moment in there that I was like, was it behind where this was going to go? And I think they played it a little too safe. And that was, I think, why I really had to knock it, is because they give you your cliffhanger, but it there's something about it that almost didn't feel as earned as some of the other finales we've gotten from on some of the other shows. So, um, I have to say, too, and I, I'm going to ask you this question, because if, if the answer to this is no, then I really have to rethink uh, my line of the week. Um, can our line of the week be an action? I think so. Okay, good, because then my line of the week definitely comes from the show, because, I mean, it would have come from the show either way, because uh, there was nothing that was going to... Come from out of powerless in the line of the week, but I want to say too, uh, I loved just the opening of this episode, uh, showing like the clips of the previous, uh, you know, of the previous episodes to the soundtrack that it was put to. I can't remember the name of the song, uh, but just seeing all those clips as kind of like a recap of this and that music, I was like, I'm already into this. Yeah, I'm I mean, I, 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 you know what? I might share that with you. I might say because that was something kind of unexpected. It had almost a supernatural kind of feel to it, where I was yeah. like the season recap at the very end. Well, that wasn't my line of the week. That was just my that was just my my thoughts on the start of the episode. I, I think that's where I'm going to go with my line of the week because I was I was kind of torn this week and I wasn't really sure where I was going to go. But yeah, I, I think that that is worthwhile. Yeah, com- comparing it to supernatural, it was almost carry on waywardish. Yeah, it, it worked. I really liked it, and it it just kind of made me excited for the show. Yeah. So, um, my line of the week, though, however, I'll, I'll just get it out of the way now. When the, the first time the Wave Rider goes through the time quake and they're trying to travel uh, is just the fact that while everybody else is struggling to hold on, Mick is drinking a beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, if an action is allowed as a line of the week, that made me laugh so hard when I saw that. And it's, yeah. uh, that is my line of the week. Action of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine is mine is just that big ass recap. That yeah. was just I, I know that's not a line, uh, but God, that was awesome. It was. Uh, it was really cool. Um, yeah, maybe that was kind of like my moment of the episode. So okay, I don't know. 
And then, uh, yeah, I, then if that was the case, then I'd, I'd go to the beer, too, because that was one of the things I kind of wanted to ask you, too. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> that was probably the moment that was, like, that was just amazing. Because you could, it, it felt like, you know, all you could think of was what was going through his head. He's like, pussies. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I mean, the show did give us a couple clear-cut things. I mean, we did see the end of Reverse Flash. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be very interesting if he's ever brought back to any show how it would happen at this point. Because yeah. he has been erased from time at now. Uh, I mean, you know, he could no longer run from Black Flash, and Black Flash got to him in the end, and he is now gone. So, and, and it'll be very interesting if we ever see Yabard, Reverse Flash, or the actor Matt Lesher ever pop up again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest questions it leaves us with. And I'm sure because we're talking comic book shows and that character being such a big bad, um, I don't think we've seen the end of him still. I hope not. Um, Because there's there's still moments that have to happen with the Flash fighting him in the future because they have this massive, you know, war between the two of each other. Oh, that's right. So we might even see him when the Flash returns. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, I don't think we're going to see him in the Flash this season, but... I do think that there is still. Oh no! A I was I was I was talking literally when the Flash returns in April because he is going to the future. That's true. He is going to twenty twenty four. So, um, yeah, I still my my thought process is we haven't seen the end of Matt Leshner and and his Reverse Flash, which I think is not a bad thing at all. No, not at all. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I I think I'm coming down with con crud, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the disadvantages to going to cons is. Every once in a while, you get sick from it. Um, what are some of the stronger points from that? Because I know, again, it doesn't live up to uh, Doom World from last week. Uh, but I mean, in your mind, what are some of the stronger points, or favorite moments, rather, of this of this finale? One of the big ones I got to say right off the bat was it was a lot of fun watching the kind of the the kind of, I don't know. It was I, I guess the best way to put it is like the Benny Hill like small moment of them trying to avoid the other side of the, the their team that exists in the timeline. It's a very Back to the Future two vibe that we get yeah. in this episode. Like it's that nineteen fifty five sequence, uh, just kind of spread out over the course of most of the episode. And I think a lot of that was it was very amusing. I, I think it was the wrong time and place, um, unfortunately for those scenes. Uh, I, I think that would have maybe worked better as a random episode in the mid- middle of the season versus the end, because it felt like we were kind of playing that game through the bulk of the episode. But that's where I wanted it, them to focus. So, yeah. Um, I, I, one of the other things I really liked about the the episode and kind of hated at the same time, not hated, but uh, disliked was by the end of the episode, you know, we see everybody from the Legion of Doom put back in their place. And, you know, we, Eobard is gone, uh, you know, Reverse Flash is gone thanks to the, the Black Flash finally catching him. Uh, Malcolm Merlin is taken back to his apartment when he was first picked up by, uh, by Damien and Eobard. Uh, Damien is put back in the 80s wearing that really cheesy Miami Vice suit. Uh, and, but the saddest one to me was, was Leonard. Uh, you know, we see Leonard put back to right before the point that the legends found him and picked him up. Uh, you know, which means that Leonard is doomed to his fate all over again to sacrifice himself, which I didn't think that was anything we would get around. I think that was something that was still going to happen, but it's still sad because it means that we're saying goodbye to Leonard again. Yeah. And that, that was, I think, kind of disappointing. Um, I, I just felt like from the start of the season, they didn't achieve 
that feels like much of anything aside from gaining Nate and Amaya. Um, I mean, like the team is definitely more cohesive. Let's let's be honest. I mean, they did gain a lot of that, and they gained a better captain, I think, over Rip, um, with Sarah. But it feels like this story. You kind of expected some larger fallout. I mean, and the, the fallout that we got at the end of the uh, the episode, that little teaser for next season, feels like it could be something really fantastic and special. And let's be honest, the seasons as a whole was great. I think it was because it was so much fun. I expected a little bit more out of the finale. Uh, I, I want to touch base on that, too, because, I mean, again, uh, there really isn't a lot to talk about during the main part of the finale. It's It was a lot of, as you said, Back to the Future 2-ish of them trying to avoid the mother selves. They had to cross themselves in the fu- in the past in order to get the spear because the spear was destroyed in the new reality that was created. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of that was really them just recarrying themselves. I think a lot of this episode was basically just the build-up for the ending. And I think that's what's more important to talk about. Because as you mentioned, um, you know, the, with the wrap-up of everything, we got a little tease for Season 3, which I'm unsure about. Um, yeah. I think it's a little left too open. You know, last season, at the end of Season 1, we we got... Uh, the member of the Justice Society. I can't even remember his name now. Oh, it was Our Man. I Our Man. Showed up. Yep. We got Our Man showing up, and he gave them a a mission already in to start to end season one, going into season two. They already had a mission. Season two, going into season three, is very broad. Um, it feels like it's not specific, and they could go anywhere with it, which is very hopeful. Uh, but it also makes me worry that the writers don't know yet what they're going to do. And and that's kind of a little bit of a worry. Because, I mean, you look at all these other shows when Arrow ends and Flash ends and their seasons end. We kind of already know the direction they're going into the next season. This, to me, kind of felt very... Um, if you've ever seen the alternate ending to Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. And, and that's kind of what it felt like to me. In that it's... We're leaving it wide open for a season three because we they've got it already. We already know it's been signed. But now the writers don't know yet what they're going to do. And, yeah, and I, that's I, kind I, of a little worrisome. I can definitely see that point. And I, I think, you know, you know, before we dive into that, uh, let's kind of backtrack a little bit and talk about, I think, some of the areas that they could have changed the dynamic a little bit for next season. Because I don't know about you, uh, but I, I would assume you felt the same way I did. I expected to see a bigger shift in the uh, roster I before did. the end of the episode, and we only ever and we only got one. Yeah, and that was not what I anticipated. Me neither. Um, I didn't expect it to be Rip. Um, yeah, and well, I mean, there was a part of me that kind of saw that maybe potentially coming uh, because it was, but it also felt like if they were going to remove him from it, it was the safe bet because they showed that they could work together on their own without Rip there most of the season. So having Rip come back. And they're like, you have a place here. And he's like, well, I'm going to leave. Um, and I'm like, that kind of was disappointing. Um, I was kind of looking forward to seeing his place on the team, um, not as captain, and seeing him find himself nail on the ship. And the fact that they just kind of you know, took him out of the, uh, the equation completely by just having him be like, peace, I'm going to head out. And only even saying this to Sarah, not even to the rest of the team. Um, I thought that was kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, I like I I do like the fact that Sarah has stepped into her and she has become the captain of the Wave Rider now. But I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, we were getting that slow transition even a couple episodes back when Sarah said to Rip, "You're a legend." 
Like, okay, Rip has found his new spot on the Wave Rider. He's not captain anymore. But then this finale made it seem like, okay, if Rip can't be captain, he can't be anything at all. Yeah. And that's kind of was kinda, disappointing. Yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, I mean, he's the one that put that team together. But I mean, I can kind of see it as in like the students have now become the teacher. There's no place for him anymore. But I, I don't I don't like that. I, I still would have rather seen Rip stick around for a little while. Yeah, and I think one of the other things too is there was no real fallout at all from Doom World that kind of lingers. If you think about like Flashpoint on the Flash. That has lasting long-term impacts. And I think one of the things, and, uh, you know, I I think the situation I think they could have done where they could have really shooken things up for next season is in this episode, all we see the death of almost every one of the legends that were from the Doom World timeline uh, all happen back during World War I, with the exception of a few. I think one of the coolest things they could have done was have in that big fight one of the legends from that original timeline that still has the spear one of them dying and one of the doom uh the ones from doom world have to take their place and you know what and i i I honestly thought they were going that route with mick um i didn't think it was going to be mick i thought it was going to be nate (coughs) because i think it would have been more intense because then you have Nate that watched Amaya die, and then you have an Amaya that watched Nate die, and watch how their dynamic changes because of that. I think you could have wrote them incredibly interesting next season because of that idea. Okay, um, I, could, I could see that. So I, I think that could add some interesting wrinkles to their relationship. It could have really made it interesting because now Nate's trying to figure out his place in things because he's no longer has his powers. Um, and how he factors into the equation now. Um, all but these it, little things. It, you could have done so much with that. But it, but it brings up the point, though. How would you have killed off the original Nate if he had powers? Oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Legion could find a way to do it. I mean, they, you know, if he's not steeled up at the time, they could still kill him. That's true. I mean, and that's really, like, that's a reactionary thing is to just, oh, I'm going to block this real quick and, you know, go all Commander Steel. And if he doesn't see it coming, well, that's the end of him, you know. So I think that was one of the things that I'm a little disappointed about. I think that would have been a really cool way to do is having somebody that knew that Doom World timeline and uh, have that kind of haunt them a little bit. So Uh, going into season three, do we think season three is something that there, you know, obviously in season one, we had, um, uh, oh, God, um. Vandal Savage, Season 2 had the Legion of Doom. The, the way Season 3 has been set up, do we think there's going to be an overarching villain, or do we think that it's basically just going to be a lot of time correcting? Um, I think you're going to get a lot of time correcting, but I think there's going to be a big bad involved somewhere. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that they would do that. And the question is, I mean, I think the most interesting thing that they could do for next season, because now you have a world that's completely ravaged by time, like everything is completely screwed up, bring in the anti-monitors, or well, not the anti-monitor, uh, but the monitors, uh, you know, the ones that have always watched over all the big crisis uh, kind of events. Uh, that could make for some very, very interesting TV. And I, I would love to see them go in that direction. Okay. So. All right. Um Getting back to, you know, the 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 roster shakeup of the show, uh, you know, obviously we only saw one person leave, whereas last season we saw the Hawks. Well, last season we only saw two people leave. 
Yeah, so it was the Hawks. It's not yeah. and not too big of a change. Uh, and, you know, we saw two people leave and we saw two people come aboard. So uh, actually we saw three people leave because Leonard left. Yeah, yeah, because he was killed off in the penultimate from last season. Yeah, so, so I mean we lost three, gained two. Um, this time we we lost one and we haven't gained anybody as of yet because the next season hasn't started. So technically, if you think about it from the original roster, there are still two open spots. Yeah, uh, and it sounds like from there's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff going on out there right now where I've been hearing that there's going to be three new additions next season. Okay, so I would love it if one of them was a speedster. I would, I, you know. Well, here's the one thing, and I think because the timeline is completely s- screwed up, you can now pull from any time frame. Uh, so we have no idea in that weird screwed up city that they look upon, you know, at the very end there. Uh, and I think somebody even pointed out there's a building from Smallville actually was in that shot. What? And Yeah, I, I don't know what specifically it was because I unfortunately haven't really watched Smallville, but I got to find a screen cap. I'm sure somebody out there said, hey, here's all these things you missed in that last shot from the uh, the episode. And oh, I'm, I'm look, sure you keep talking. Yeah, I'm sure I'm looking you, it up right now. It. <laughs> so now you can have the opportunity to play with a lot of different things. So it's the question of what they're going to do. Are they going to play it safe? I think one of the people we're going to see is I think we're going to see Connor Hawk. Uh, I know I talked about that this season, but, you know, I thought we were going to see that. But now they have an opportunity to pull from people from the future uh, and how that's going to fit into play. I think that's still a high chance, in my opinion. Um I don't know who else would be next, though, but I would love to see a speedster as well. I think it would be kind of cool if we got to see Bart Allen, something like that. That would be great. I can tell you who I would like to see join the cast. Who's that? Uh, Mr. Jake Eric, John Wesley Ship. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I'm just thinking about that just from from them meeting him yesterday. I'd like to see him more. Uh, I'm actually pulling up. I have the episode up on my computer now, and I'm waiting to it. I'm at the point where they're... They're staring out the window, and they just haven't showed the... Oh, here we go. We're zooming out, and let's take a look. We see dinosaurs. I think that's Gertrude, <clears throat> so... Um, I don't see any buildings from Smallville. Okay. Well, somebody said specifically that, did anybody catch such and such from Smallville in that little shot, so... Yeah, Maybe it's I, hidden in there really nicely. I don't know. So I don't see anything. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna analyze the screenshot a little bit more uh, okay. as we're done because I, I watched Smallville and I was a big fan of Smallville. So the only thing I can think of is there is a a tower in the center. It's a clock tower, which I think could be the legit clock tower. I think that's what people were talking about. It was the clock tower, and that was the clock tower of Smallville. So, eh, possibly. So what we we shall see when the season comes back. So yeah. Um, anything else on this finale that we we kind of need to bring up? I think one of the things is uh, I'm trying to think the best way to put this. Um, was it me or did like them doing the whole sequences of killing the whole team kind of feel like a waste of time because you knew all these characters were going to be fine by the end. Um, I wouldn't say it was a waste of time. I, I mean, you, there was no emotion from them because yeah, I think that's, I think that's the problem. It feel, it felt wasted almost. I think it's, I think it's the, uh, the, that idea that seeing all these characters die, there's no weight to them. I think that's more the problem. There's no weight to it at all because you know, you're like, Hey, this is very sad that this person's dying. 
or has been killed, but the other version of them is standing right there. So, and you, I, I mean, yeah, you know this is going to get corrected. So, I mean, yeah, it, right. really, what's the – I guess you can kind of say what's the point because we know it, it's all, it's all going to be fixed in the end. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't mean to kind of, like, feel like I'm tearing this down. It was just kind of, like, I kind of expected a little bit more gravitas out of the finale. And I think that's the only reason why I put it into a hero. That's all. No, but you're absolutely right. That would have been an actually really big twist if one of the the Doom World versions, or if one of the original versions were killed and the Doom World, ver- and the Doom World version had to stay behind and take his place. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, like I said, all in all, though, they, they did deliver an amazing season, and I think it's it's a shame when finales can't have the same kind of heft as the most of the season. But I think ultimately, though, too, they did a great job with everything. They tied things up in a really nice little bow, um, and I, I think it worked really well. Still, I think there's everything about it was great. I just kind of expected a big, huge cliffhanger uh, instead of. As you put it, where it kind of feels like the writer's like, we're still not entirely sure what we're doing next season. And that's kind of how it came off to me as well. Yeah, exactly. And it, again, it's just like, okay, we got a season three. We don't know what we're going to do with it yet, but we're yeah. going to do something. So, you know, whereas, you know, again, throwing it back to The Flash, Flash has already kind of given us a hint as to who the big bad's going to be next season. And their show still has like four episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, the writers of The Flash already know where they're going. The writers of Arrow already know where they're going. Supergirl already, hopefully, already knows where it's going. So uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that the writers of Legends do know where this is going, and this is just a big, broad exit to the season. Yeah. Or entrance to next season, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because obviously we're, we're going to get into a lot of this probably, in a, you know, in just a few short weeks after all the other shows wrap up when we get into our uh, – our season talk and our annual for the year. But I, I think it'll be interesting to see um, looking back at this entire season, really how high it stacks up because I have a feeling it's going to be incredibly high. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I, I was telling a friend of mine um, that who he, he, he watches all the shows, but he's, he kind of watches legends with a lot of hesitation. He's really not into it. And I, I keep telling him, I'm like, dude, I'm like this season of legends has been extremely strong. And, it kind of stacks higher than some of the other shows sometimes. You know, there's been a number of weeks where Legends Legends of Tomorrow has gotten a higher rating than episodes of the other shows that week. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's not just for it. I guess it's not for everybody. But it's for us. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's going to wrap it up then for Secret Origins. A couple more things to do before we get out of here. Um uh, I got the chance to go to Great Philadelphia Comic Con yesterday, and it's still going on today. I'm not going because the con itself as a whole is not that great. Um, I very rarely, in fact, never do I read negative press to an event. I, I'm always of that person, that elk, that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But I, I can't avoid it this time around. This con has been nothing but unprofessional to us in that um, I was given empty promises of moderating and in and, and interviews with the guests and that was over uh, probably about two months ago at this point and since reaching out to them since then for more details on who uh, how to moderate who to moderate how to get the interviews you know what we have to do we have not heard a peep from anybody at this con they have not responded to any emails to any messages to any Facebook posts nothing. Not one ounce. And to do that, 
to me, I mean, is extremely unprofessional. You don't make empty promises like that. You respond. Like, even if you're going to – like, even respond to me and say, we're sorry. We're, we're not going to be doing this now. Fine. I accept that. We've gotten no in the past from interviews and events and things like that. No is nothing new to us. Uh, but to be completely ignorant and, and not respond to any messages, I can tell you right now, easily over 10 to 15 contacts I've made. Um contact attempts I've made and not a peep from one of them. Uh, not only that, but when we get to the con yesterday, there's no maps of the floor. It's completely unorganized. And to You don't know where anything is. You don't know where the panel rooms are. You don't know where... If there's an artist that you know, you don't know where he is. Our friend Brian Roll was out there and it, it took us 10 minutes to find him on the con floor because he's not labeled as being anywhere. Uh, they sent out text messages of, to some con goers saying the doors were opening at 2 when doors didn't open until 3. In the meantime, it's ready to storm out. People are waiting outside for over an hour to get in uh, with no apologies to the con goers. It was just, I, I don't know. It's it's a con that, unless we are guaranteed interviews next year, we're we're not going to be covering from this point forward. On the plus side, uh, I did get to attend the panel and meet John Wesley Ship, from uh, who those of you who don't know is Henry Allen, aka Jay Garrick, from uh, from the Flash, and could not have been a nicer guy. Uh, I even said to my buddy Adam, who is the co-creator of the Next Level Podcast Network with me, and his wife, who were sitting with me, uh, I said, can John Wesley Shep be my dad? Because <laughs> it would just be awesome if it could. Um, he loves to tell stories. Um, the moderator for his panel, I know him, not personally, but I know of him. Um, and I'm not saying this to criticize uh, myself, uh, you know, to praise myself, but I- I've been to a number of panels the moderator makes the panel, and uh, if you cannot moderate a panel well, the panel, no matter how good the guest, is just not that good. It's one of the reasons why John Barrowman does not use a panel moderator anymore. Um, and I'm not going to mention him by name, but the moderator for John Wesley Ship, uh, he needed a little bit of work. Um, he had his sister on stage with him, who was not listed as a panel moderator. Uh, the one thing I will praise him on, though, is rather than have guests line up at a microphone, uh, he did have an assistant with him who went out into the crowd with a microphone, and I think that's a good tactic to use uh, so that guests don't have to wait in line and, and such. Um, but John Wesley Ship, he loves to tell stories. He loves to storytell, which is one of the reasons why I cannot wait until we finally get him on uh, one of the podcasts or get to meet him and interview him in person. And he tells a lot of great stories. Is that originally it was pitched to him for The Flash um, that it was they had the idea of J- of John Wesley Ship becoming Jay Garrick before the show even aired. It was one of the original ideas they had pitched to him. And he had said that he didn't really want to don another superhero suit because uh, ever since the original Flash, uh, he liked the idea. So the writers came back and said, well, how about Henry Allen, you playing Barry's father? And he liked that idea so much because it it brings the interactions with him and Grant, who he praises endlessly on on Grant and and, uh, his performance and him as a person. He says he loves the interaction between him and Grant because it builds the humanity of the character, uh, and that was one of the more that was one of the things that he loved more than anything else. Uh, getting to the end of season two, he he didn't know the the rest of the cast except for him knew 
he was the man in the iron mask. <laughs> he had no idea until he went in. <clears throat> he said they were bringing him back in for the final four episodes of season two, and he was going to costume fittings. And he said they were they were putting him in this costume that was very worn and tattery. And he's thinking to himself, uh, well, Henry was in prison, but he's out now, so maybe this is a flashback. And he said the costume director looked at him and said, we're going to fit you for the Iron Mask a little bit later. And he looked at the costume director and said, uh, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea. And he finally, he he, he said he texted um, uh, Mark Guggenheim and, and Greg Berlanti. And he's like, what's the deal? He's like, what is going on in my character? And they're like, oh, no, nobody told you? You were the man. Um, he said he got this big explosion of excitement because in one found in one fell swoop he found out that one he was the man in the iron mask two the man in the iron mask um i don't know if that one henry allen was dying two he was the man in the iron mask and three the man in the iron mask is the real jay garrick he said he felt like an eight-year-old watching the show <laughs> just knowing that and even though he wasn't excited about being jay garrick when the show first started airing at that point it was so ingrained in the show that the idea of actually being a hero again and and being part of this world continuing to be a part of this world and becoming jay garrick excited him to know it um he talks about the difference in the costumes and how he used to sweat a lot in the original ones and they never they had to like wash the original costume and when he would put it back on the next day it would still be wet uh, which was kind of nasty, but at the same time, now the suits that they make are they like Grant and Jay wear like a suit underneath, and then the suit itself is kind of like a shell that goes on top of it, so that they don't have to wash the actual suit; they just wash the spandex other underneath. Uh, he said, which is good for both him and the rest of the cast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what was the other story I wanted to tell too? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, when it came to being Jay Garrick, he, he wanted to portray this character as in, like, he had no connection to Grant and to, to Barry of this world. Uh, no, while everybody else was looking at him like Henry Allen, he was looking at them as complete uh, complete strangers. And, and that's exactly what they were. He didn't want to feel like he had, he didn't want the audience to seem like he had a connection to these people because he didn't. And he wanted to play it as if, like, I'm not here to help these people. I'm here. I'm thankful for them. And he wanted to slowly transition that in where when Hen when Jay Garrick takes uh, Wally's place in the the Speed Force, that was the closest Henry Allen Jay Garrick has ever become to to Barry. Uh, and he the way he talks, we haven't seen the end of Jay. So, and he also did hint the fact that he said that everybody's contract on that show now, including his, is formed in such a way that they can be moved around like chess pieces to other shows. So if his contract is like that too, it might be just a precaution in case they ever decide to do anything with him, but it could also mean they could have plans to bring Jay to other shows. Which I think could be. Which I, I think would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody having that idea now, like I said, we, we saw Felicity on Legends in Doom World. I mean, the fact that everybody's built that way, I think it's just because we got publicity about that early on in the summer where we found out all these people's contracts are now shaped this way. The fact that the rest of the cast is that way now, too, is not a big surprise. And that actually is a great thing. I'm really happy that they built that in. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, 
so and one yeah. can oh yeah and i was gonna say one can only hope that they they build crest williams contract the same way uh for when he plays uh black lightning so yeah yeah because a lot of the cast i think is still unsure as to whether i mean this the show still has to be picked up first um they have to film the pilot and then they have to show that they have to hope that cw's a pick up the show um you know, but it's it's a it's a big curiosity as if CW picks up Black Lightning, where does it fall in the Arrowverse? Is it connected? Because uh, it is a Berlanti show, and it is going to be on CW, so I don't see why it wouldn't be connected. Um, you know, so it's 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 a wait and see as far as Black Lightning goes. But everything's looking cool. The story sounds really cool. The the costume looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, but John Wesley Ship could not have been a nicer guy. I went to his booth and met him afterwards and, you know, shook his hand, talked to him a little bit. Did mention the podcast, so hopefully we can have him on sometime down the road. Uh, and I got our, uh, one of our prizes for, uh, for one of our DC meme winners, which, as I mentioned before, will be going out this week. The con itself sucked. Probably will never attend it again, but it was really a pleasure meeting John and attending his panel. Very cool. Uh, news. That's news. Let's, let's hit all that. right. Yeah. Uh, so there's not a ton here this week. It's uh, all fairly light. Um, but one of the first things we figure we should talk about is the synopsises for Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow are now all available when the show's return back on April 24th and 25th and 26th. So uh, let's dive into it. So starting off first with Supergirl, that'll air on the 24th of this month, I believe it is Season 2, Episode 18, titled Ace Reporter. Lena's ex-boyfriend, Jack Spear, comes to National City to unveil his breakthrough in nanotechnology, which has the potential to eradicate all diseases. Lena asks Kara to attend Jack's conference uh, with her for support. When Kara sees Snapper in attendance, she's inspired to take back into her reporting skills and question Jack on his discovery, which ultimately leads to a bigger investigation that puts everyone in danger. Uh, and we do know that Jack Spear is being played by Raul Coley from iZombie, and he'll be playing the villain Biomax. So, uh, heading over into The Flash, this is the Tom Cavanaugh-directed episode titled The Once and Future Flash, which is episode 19 of season 3 and this will air on the 25th. I can't wait. Fine. Uh, Barry travels to the future to find out Savitar's still unknown identity in the hope of uh, saving Iris. Upon his arrival in 2024, Barry encounters future versions of Team Flash and who all following uh, the death of Iris have become very different people and profoundly impacted by their showdown with Savitar. It'll be up to Barry to infuse a sense of hope back into the team as he proves to be hero... Uh, sorry, to... As he proves to be, uh, uh, they hardly wrote this, (laughs) be the hero his future friends have been wanting for. Meanwhile, back in 2017, the uh, hunt for Killer Frost continues. So looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. Uh, Jumping now over into Arrow. One second here. Let me see if I can find the synopsis because I'm a professional like that and didn't have it set up. Uh, episode uh, 19 of season 5, titled Dangerous Liaisons, that will air on the 26th. Uh, the search for Chase intensifies. Oliver, Team Arrow, Argus, and the uh, Star City Police Department kick off with the city manhunt for Adrian Chase. Helix ties Felicity, uh, or sorry, sorry, Helix tells Felicity that they have a way to find Chase, but they will need something big and illegal for her in return. So uh, from what it looks like from some of the shots, it seems like Felicity is going to really get into some nasty stuff this episode. And it sounds like it will be against Team Arrow. So it seems like Felicity and Helix versus Team Arrow in this upcoming episode. So looks pretty cool. 
Uh, jumping over a little bit into the movie universe, Siren Hines, who is going to be playing Step uh, Steppenwolf in Justice League, did tease a little bit about his uh, his character and how he will be portrayed. Um, and they said basically they're going to construct something digital and they're only going to use his um, eyes and mouth specifically for the character. Uh, and they're saying specifically Steppenwolf is old, tired, and still trying to get his own uh, – getting out of his own enslavement to Darkseid. But he has to keep his uh, – keep on his line to try and take over the world. So he's basically working for Darkseid, but slightly against. So it's a traditional apocalypse uh, on how they all play out, where it's very backstabby, double-crossy. So yeah, um, not a big surprise. But obviously, obviously if you've seen any of the uh, behind-the-scenes and some of the uh, deleted scenes for Batman versus Superman, there is a shot of Steppenwolf in that. So if you're wondering what that character looks like, definitely just hunt for that on YouTube. I'm sure you can find the clip. Um, and in additional to uh, Steppenwolf talk, uh, we have a little bit more about Justice League. In the most recent trailer, somebody pinpointed something very specific. Uh, there is a major sequence that we see in the very beginning of that trailer that's showing what looks like has come before in the past, which is a shot of the Parademons, and it looks like a big bulk of you know Dark Side and the Apocalyptic Legion coming down on what looks like the best way to put this is the Amazons. Uh, it's kind of some blurry shots, but it looks like they are there. It looks like there's some Atlanteans there as well. But flying in the sky against the Parademons also looks to be the Thanagarians. So it makes us wonder a little bit if Hawkman or Hawkgirl will play into some of this backstory somehow. So that would be interesting. So, uh, but this looks like it's the original fight for the Mother Boxes. So it's a wait and see. It's not. It's hard to tell if this will happen as the precursor when the Mother Boxes are split up because we know the big plot of the film is tracking down the three. We know one is in Atlantis, one is definitely on uh, Themyscira, and the other one is Cyborg himself. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, jumping over into more talk. A little bit on uh, Batgirl, we saw Patty Jenkins come out and express her excitement for uh, the potential of Joss Whedon coming in. Her uh, her dialogue in this little interview definitely shows a little bit more about what's happening here. And Patty pretty much came out and said, I don't even know if the deal is done or not. Uh, I don't have the inside scoop on it, but if uh, but if it, if it is done, I'm super excited. This is one of the best things that could ever happen to the DCE. The tone of Joss's work is great for female superheroes. He takes such a fun approach, and I think having him in this world will be incredibly uh, exciting is the best way to put it. So uh, obviously it's not saying a ton here, but that does show to us that the deal is not indeed in concrete yet. But it sounds like it's getting closer and closer. There was a couple other things that came out this week sounding like uh, he's just looking over the contracts at this point and is just kind of waiting to sign. Yes. Um, so that is a good sign, though. So. Uh, we do have a little bit now going over into the animated universe. If you haven't got the chance to see the little uh, clip that I put up online, there is now a little behind-the-scenes featurette for Batman and Harley Quinn. One of the greatest things to come out of this, as we brought up last week, is this is a return somewhat. Uh, this is uh, the best way to put it is uh, Tim vs. Jason, uh, as far as the animation style. All the characters do look like they came out of the Gotham Knights part of uh, the Batman animated series, which was season four. Uh, we do see Poison Ivy in the trailer, and it is her Gotham Knights appearance. Same with Harley Quinn, Nightwing, and Batman as well. But uh, specifically, we now have the new voice for Harley Quinn. We do know it's the original voices coming back from the majority of the cast. 
uh, Kevin Conroy and uh, Lauren uh, Lester, uh, who was the original Nightwing as well. Uh, so it's awesome to see them back to back again. But Melissa Roush from Big Bang Theory is going to be providing the voice for Harley Quinn. So I thought that was kind of interesting. If you haven't gotten a chance to hear some of the clips yet, uh, you can hear her voice. I will be honest, I'm not the happiest with the choicing. It All doesn't right. sound <laughs> doesn't sound quite right to me. I think they had a, a chance to pull Arlene Sorkin back if they wanted to do something special, or pull Tara Strong, who's been voicing the character for quite a few years at this point. So uh, I think it's a little disappointing, and I think it's going to take a little single from her character. So. Uh, but like I said, that's up on uh, the Facebook page. So if you want to get a chance to actually hear that play out and you can choose uh, choose for your own to make up your own mind on if you think she's the right choice or not. But it's a very different take for Harley. Uh, and uh, heading over to Injustice, no new character reveals this week. We did get a nice little video that's kind of showing off Catwoman a little bit more in full because we only previously saw her and Cheetah um, in that kind of uh, the, uh, you know, the girl fight video, I think is how it was originally titled where we saw a lot of the female villains uh, in play and how they'd play off. So, But this is a full shot now where you can check out Catwoman in action in full. And in addition to that, there is a new trailer as well that's called Shattered Alliances that focuses on uh, a new uh, kind of Legion of Doom is the best way to put it for this. But uh, if you get a chance, check that out. It looks quite great. And the last story for the week is something we haven't been talking about for quite some time. And it's because it's been on the longest hiatus ever. Um <laughs> That being Gotham. Uh, season three of Gotham will be coming back actually the exact same day that Supergirl comes back. March or not March. God damn it. My months are all screwed up. April 24th. Um, we will see Gotham return to the airwaves. And uh, this nice little piece here into how this is going to factor in. And that is a little uh, bit of Bruce Wayne's transformation into the Dark Knight is going to start happening. I think the back end of the season is called Hero Rises. We are now out of Mad City, and it sounds like we're going to start getting bigger pushes towards uh, focusing on Bruce Wayne, which is something I think the show needed to do for a little while now because he is kind of the light in a lot of darkness right now as far as the show. There's There's been some really amazing things. I, I think we both agreed that that whole episode we got uh, with Jerome was incredibly done. Uh, it was a fantastic episode, um, and... This show, like I said, may still have some life in it yet, but we will review this in uh, the Gotham Annual 3 coming up uh, sometime this summer, where we will talk about this back half of the season. So, uh, But the first episode back in is the quick synopsis is how Riddler got his name. Nigma convinces himself that he doesn't need Penguin to succeed and begins to introduce himself to Gotham as the Riddler. Probably uh, starring Bullock and Lucius uh, into his mind games, so it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. So that does it for the news this week. I don't, I don't know what I think yet of this Heroes Rise whole thing. Um, I mean, wasn't this something that when the, when the show first premiered, uh, it was very similar to Smallville in that the writers had said that, yes, Bruce Wayne is in this, but you will never see him become Batman. Like, that's not what this show is about. This show doesn't focus on Batman. And now they're kind of going against that. Well, I think what it is is it's still going to be Bruce Wayne. We're going to see him as Batman. But some of the stuff that we see in this promo is uh, – him training and at what looks like a very old Ra's al Ghul, because we do know Ra's is going to be in the mix somewhere uh, uh, this back half of the season. So no, it I mean, looks I, like I, he's... I don't oh, think go we're going to see Batman, but I mean, again, no. like the writers had said, like this show is not going to focus on Bruce. It's about everything else. Mm -hmm. And and now they're that's what they're kind of going against now is now they're shifting the focus to Bruce and uh, part of me like I mean I like that 
because I mean, when I think Gotham, that's what I think of is Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, but I, I kind of feel like this is almost a ploy to get viewers back. It very well might be. Um, I, I don't know. Have they been picked up for season four yet? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit still in question. Um, I think this, you could be right. This could be a move to do this. Cause one of the things they also said they would never do is, uh, put villains in costumes and we definitely got that as well uh, yeah i mean christ we got Azrael last season so yeah mr we got uh, freeze in a costume yeah seriously so it's they're they're breaking a lot of the rules but i think they're also kind of adapting because i think they learned they have to uh when they're going up against shows like uh, agents of shield and where they've done ghost Rider recently that was a show that felt a little bit more grounded than the others um and now with the Arrowverse um, gaining so much traction and we have so many people in, in suits there. So not really surprised uh, that they're kind of have to answer to that a little bit. So it's a yeah. wait and see on how it'll play out. But I, I will say this. I am really an- like anticipating when we do get to uh, uh, the annual because I'm looking forward to binge watching uh, the back half of the season. I am too. I, I am too. I'm definitely going to binge watch it so that we can do the annual. And again, I'm curious how heroes rise is is going to work out for the show yeah so could be something special yeah uh all right let's hit a couple recommendations our cheap plugs and get the hell out of here uh rob what's your recommendation for this week mine is actually quite simple it's actually what i stated last week because i still haven't even followed my own recommendation which is to watch the (laughs) judas contract uh because we have to review it in a couple days so um so get a chance to check that out and um like I said, you can follow along with us in our review next week. Uh, yep, I'm going to be watching that, of course, as week uh, as well this week. Uh, but I have two recommendations this week. The first, of course, is I just want to reiterate our friend Brian C. Rolls. Uh, auction going on right now. I actually bought probably like – I think I, I bought another print from him yesterday. So I actually walked away from his booth yesterday with um, uh, like two prints and a shit ton of raffle tickets. Uh, cause obviously that's, that's the biggest thing for me is that's all going to a great cause. So I wanted to, I bought a bunch of raffle to his booth yesterday, but you can buy them online, odysseyart.net. Uh, and, um, they're $2 a raffle ticket. You get two, uh, two raffle tickets just for every, uh, you get a raffle ticket for everything, $10 that you spend at his booth or on his website. Uh, so yeah, check out more details for that. Uh, Brian C it's, um, uh, you can search Brian C. Roll Odyssey Art on Facebook, or you can go to odysseyart.net to find more details. But my other recommendation this week is an animated series I had never watched, uh, but was mentioned by John Wesley Shipp during his panel, in which he did the voice of Zoom on this show, and that is Batman the Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never watched it. I am actually currently in the process of downloading the show right now, and I will be checking that out myself. So I'm recommending it to you as I'm recommending it to myself. It's an amazing show, and it has the best season finale or series finale I have ever seen. Yeah, it only ran uh, for three seasons. Uh huh. And I will tell you this now, just because I know somebody here on this podcast that still hasn't finished uh, Young Justice. So, <laughs> all right, so should I finish that first before yeah, starting Brave and the Bold. Finish Young Justice first, because okay. then you'll understand why all of us want season three so damn badly. Well, we're, um, we're going into the summer, which I usually tend to call, at least this summer, I'm calling the summer of Netflix. Uh, because I will be spending a lot of time on Netflix when all these shows go on break. Not just the DC shows, but all the shows that I watch. Like Everything's mm-hmm. getting, the seasons are ready, getting ready to wrap up. So I usually tend to spend a lot of time on Netflix getting caught up on shows. And I will make Young Justice the one I do. 
perfect. Yeah, I've got a couple other ideas for our summer months because it's not far away at this point. No. Uh, I was thinking what we could do, too, is some of the best animated episodes of The Joker, and we'll do it and mix it up across all the animated series. So. Yeah. I thought that'd be kind of fun. Uh, Something we're, different. We're going to do a contest later on too. I think. I think I talked to Brian a little bit about it more yesterday, and I've talked to him about it before. We're going to give away some of his artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to hook us up with some pieces that he's done, and he's. Uh, I think we, we want to wait for this charity auction to end first because that's more important. Uh, but over summer, he's going to hook us up with some artwork, man, and we're going to we're going to give some of it away to our listeners, and it's going to be his artwork is amazing. So, and I think I think we should hold that for uh, November Extra Life. I think it's a. Uh... We'll build up to that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll do something with it. But yeah, he already said hook us up with some pieces, and uh, we'll be doing some cool stuff with that as well. So we got some cool stuff lined up. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, the other one we have to bring up, too, is because we had a couple people even asking when the next contest was going to be. Um, and actually, I think it was Cliff who won uh, first place on this one. So, <laughs> yeah, um, he wants more prizes. He wants more prizes. But I think we can safely say it, then. You can put this in your calendar. So the day after... That Injustice 2 comes out, and I don't even have that in front of me at the moment on that date, but I can uh, pull that up really easy. Um, So it's May 19th. So May 20th, it's a Wednesday night. We will have the DC Primetime Fight Night. So we will all be jumping online. If you haven't done it yet, get us added into your PSNs. We were going to be playing specifically on the PlayStation platform. Be prepared. I think we're going to say... We'll do a tournament, find a way to do a tournament bracket. I don't know if they have tournament options in the multiplayer yet, but if not, we'll find a way to do it. Um, and we will uh, we will just do a class tournament and the winner take all, even well, if I, that's us. I, I think that I think, to be, <laughs> yeah, it, it could be uh, in which nobody wins. Um, I think I think to be fair, though, not all of our listeners are on PlayStation Network. So I think we do something else at the same time for the people that aren't on PlayStation Network. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have two things in tandem. So we'll have. The fight night, which will take place through Injustice, and we'll we'll run something in tandem um, through the the uh, show itself. So, yeah, just so to we'll keep it fair for all cool. of our, we want to keep all of our listeners involved. We don't want to exclude Indeed. some of them. So, uh, yeah, but uh, cheap plugs, and then we'll get out of here and prepare for. Uh, you got a trip. We got Easter coming up, so we got a. Uh, it's gonna be a full week. So, uh, Indeed. But you can catch my other podcast here on the Next Level Podcast Network, which is the Showcast Spotlight, which is our interview podcast uh, in which we interview a bunch of different celebrities, including a, a few we've done from the DC um, for the DC universe as well, including Teddy Sears, Paul Blackthorne, Stephen Amell, Katie Cassidy, uh, a bunch. Uh, and then my new podcast is probably coming out by the end of the summer, which is the Wilhelm Files, which is the film roundtable podcast, which I was originally planning on doing last year. Things got in the way life gets in the way sometimes and i had to delay it but pre uh pre-production is already back in the works so that should be starting up soon uh you can check out those podcasts and all the others on the next level podcast network next level radio online.com and of course our facebook page for this podcast dc primetime which is facebook.com slash dc primetime and for me you can find me at caffeine crew cast of pods which is also in the next level network um our most recent episode we do a lot of tabletop discussions so that episode will be up probably right before i leave for vacation i have a lot of things to do on it so yay (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like i said we hope you like it uh that is uh this is our last episode that we're going to do multi-topics but i do uh, actually bring up and tease 
what is to come. But the episode we'll be doing after that, which we'll either record at the end of this month or the beginning of next, um, it'll be the wonderful world of Joss Whedon. So oh, I'm so back. in for this one. We will be looking back at his career in full, talking about some of our favorite things and the things that he has brought to it. And you, know, you can bet you we will definitely put some Batgirl in there. So, but uh, yeah, the new episode be up in a couple of days. I'm totally in for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make sure I'm not sick. <laughs> and I guess last but not least, make sure you head over to George Shaw Music and check out George Shaw's uh, tunes that he provides us each and every week. Um, like I said, with that tune in the beginning, it's really hard to not think of our closing nail without lyrics. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so like I said, get a chance to check out all of his stuff over on his website and over on his SoundCloud because it is fantastic. Uh, we are going to get out of here. We're not going to do. You're not going to hear our voices again until after Easter. So for those of you that celebrate, we wish you a happy and safe Easter weekend. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you once again for spending some time with us, for watching the shows, for listening to our recaps of them, and of course for being a part of the community online. Uh, but until we see you guys again, well, we'll see you around the bend. Take care. Yep. Watch that movie. We'll talk to you about it on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>